0: Well, hey, everyone, Cameron Williams here again, again, uh, with GPS, uh, because like I said in my last episode, we're recording two episodes today, and I'm here with Austin Chapman. All right. He is an amazing guy, as we were saying on the uh, podcast (laughs) earlier Um, It's actually more about Austin, the last podcast, really. (laughs) That's
1: a boring podcast. I'm just
0: going to say that uh, right now before he listens to it. But uh, (laughs) uh, So uh, anyway, let's start navigating.
1: All set. Let's go.
0: All right, Austin, could you give us a quick synopsis of your sermon two weeks ago?
1: Two weeks ago, yeah. I I would love to. So um, we're going through the book of First John, as I'm sure Brian said a few times, and I I got to have um, what we call like, uh, you know, I'm still a little new here. So he gave, me the, he, he gave me the home run text. He gave me, you know, every book, yeah. every every verse is special and everything is God's word and it's all awesome. But there's always this couple of verses that really pop out to you in a text. And so <laughs> I was yeah. given the home run. I was given uh, 1 John chapter 4, uh, starting in verse 18, which is, um, you know, perfect love casts out fear. There's no fear mm. in love. And um, is there anything more beautiful than... Um, Picturing God's love for you and casting out fear. So, um, yeah, a quick synopsis would just be um, of understanding um, what perfect love is. First, um, what what does John mean when he talks about perfect love, and what is this fear that he's casting out? What is what is the use of it? Why is why is John giving us this message? Why what is what is the point? And so, um, we we learned from the text that. Um, um, this relationship between fear and love, and that a lot of times we think we're doing loving acts, but they are actually come from a place of fear. You know, I, mm. I'm going to go help out at the homeless shelter because I want people to see me as being good, as being mm. nice. I'm afraid of what people think of me, so I'm going to do this loving act because I'm actually afraid. And yeah. so how do we turn that away and say, no, because I love God, because I'm loved by God, mm. I'm going to go do this loving thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's there's so many verses about doing things with your heart mm-hmm. and and really like what's in your heart. Yeah. Um and and I think that that's definitely something like we we really need to check when we're doing this thing like like what what's within your comfort zone and and what maybe you're doing because maybe you are showing love within your comfort zone, but mm-hmm. I think in most aspects, especially the example of Jesus shows that going out of our comfort zone and being in the moment is, it's more, it's more worthy of, of praise than just, um, you know, every run of the mill, uh, like kind of stuff that you do and not, not saying that like, you know, feeding the homeless isn't a bad (laughs) thing, you know, but, uh, but, but definitely need to think about, you know, what's, what, what can you do that you think is, is something that you'd maybe show a loved one that Mm. you cared, you know?
1: Yeah. It, and, and that's exactly living in the moment, exactly it, because it's related a lot to, to dating. When, when I was first mm-hmm. dating my wife, yeah. I would do romantic things for her out of fear that she might break up with me if I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I felt like I had to true. do things to earn her love. And so all of my loving acts were actually because I was afraid she would break up with me. And my, my love was just to keep her with me. And then, as I got more comfortable with her and realized how much she cares about me, I started doing loving acts just because I loved her. Yeah, just for living in the moment, not not trying to protect the future, but just because I love her.
0: Yeah, and that's I think that's something we can definitely all relate to. You know, is is trying to keep someone around or keeping hmm. keeping certain people around by by being the loving that you think that they want, but it's it's not. You know, it's our our God tells us uh, time and time again how how He wants. And it's, and it's just, you know, showing love and being uh, there and, and, and tending to the sick and needy. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that is called, that's one of our job descriptions as Christians. We are supposed to look out for the
1: less fortunate. Yeah, which is how he ends that text in First in John chapter 4, is, goes into mm-hmm. verse 21 of loving your brother. Yeah. And then if you don't love your brother, you might not actually love God. And so there is this idea that <laughs> yeah. to be loved by God is to then naturally go and love others. Um, and if, if you don't feel like you're loving your brother, uh, my point of my message is that's okay, but well, let's assess. Yeah. Why, why do I not feel like loving my, my neighbor, my sister, my brother, the people in my family? Why? Why, why is that?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, taking a little deeper look is always yeah that that was definitely a theme in the last episode too where, you know taking mm-hmm. a deeper look at what it means to to love um and 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 so what what would you say uh would be a good um thing to practice like if if you're not so Ooh good at the love thing yeah <laughs> we're, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here yeah
1: this is the nitty-gritty question but i'm gonna give a really simple answer okay. um, and it's straight from the text unfortunately mm-hmm. um but uh john tells us that the perfect love that that where he's talking about is um god sending jesus to die on the cross um in that uh i would argue that a good practice would be if we if we're not feeling these things if we don't feel like loving yeah. our brother or sister if we're not sure where to start I would encourage everyone to just sit in prayer and just pray to God that you remember and focus and get lit up by the fact that Jesus mm. died for you. Yeah. Um, which I hope we never get tired of the basics, yeah. but that is the basic, and that's to say, I am so loved by God. He thought of me when he sent his son. And and once you get filled with God's love, then the other stuff I, I do believe comes naturally. But the first thing would be go right back to God.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's that. That's powerful because, I mean, we we sometimes do forget that the small practices is like we are taught these small practices and 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 through scripture what we should do because they're important because mm-hmm. they're necessary it's it's not just you know oh we do this to show our god how much we love him it's it's to show ourselves how much we love him it's the pra- it's the constant renewal and um I was even having a discussion with my mom the other day about it and my and my mom sweetest lady ever was like you know there's just some things I'm I'm not sure I'm doing right I'm not sure I don't know if I'm going the right and I just kind of said you know what I don't think you need forgiveness because you're amazing but maybe you should ask for forgiveness hmm. like maybe your prayer should just be asking for the things sure. you think you need forgiveness for because I think that can really release you, it can really make you realize that you have more of a connection with God than just, "Oh, I have to do all the things that He wants me to do. It's I have a relationship in which I go to God when I need him when i when I really, really need him, not not just in the ways of "I want this or I need this," or it's that when you just need something because you because everything else is you know falling apart. That's like,
1: beautiful. And that's yeah. that sounds exactly like Carrie. It sounds exactly like your mom's, <laughs> right to have the right words. Uh um, yeah. It's always thinking like, Oh, but, but I need to say the right thing. It's like
0: <laughs> mom, you're doing fine.
1: It's perfect. Yeah. And and it's uh I remember being in seminary, being my third year in seminary, so I'm obviously a uh, professional in knowing about mm-hmm. God. That's what <laughs> yeah. seminary does. Um absolutely not. Um but I've been going to all these classes and I finally had a professor come up to me and he said, Hey Austin, how often are your prayers a monologue and how often are they a dialogue? Mm. And that shook me. Yeah. I've been praying for twenty four straight years and I think I've just been doing a monologue. Yeah. I think praying to God is, hey God, you're awesome. I love you. You're great. I could use this. You, could you heal my mom? This stuff and then and then I and then I hang up the phone theoretically. Yeah. But how often do we sit and kind of wait and see if he'll speak back? Um, yeah. And that doesn't mean he's necessarily gonna uh, physically voice something yeah but but there are are intercessions on our heart and on our soul where um you god can forgive you without saying it you might just feel forgiven
0: yeah yeah um
1: yeah so just going back and
0: that yeah that kind of reminds me of like that that verse that um i'm not too good with the with the knowings of exactly (laughs) but it's like put your mind on on good what what is good what is faithful what is noble what is like all the things mm-hmm. and i think that's in a way it's like you should put we we sometimes do that to things but it's like maybe we should do that to god more often sure. and he's a loving being that wants a relationship sure with us not not just the creator of the universe it's he wants you and that's like that's a very powerful thing and so so ask what you know what that implies and for you especially exactly
1: we we intellectually know god as a personal being but how often in our heart do we actually feel Mm. that he's a personal being yeah
0: absolutely or we treat him like yeah like exactly (laughs) great point all right well um so what would you say is the big idea for today
1: can i give two big ideas absolutely so the first big idea i think is what John met he he I think he had something specific in mind in that text and I think that is um the fear he's talking about I think is um a fear of of death a Mm. fear of what happens after death you know we're in the New Testament Jesus has died he's resurrected there's it's a much more religious world than we have now um it's a much more world driven by the spirituality than we have now um and I think people are, are afraid of hell. They're afraid of it. And so they're doing things. They're acting in ways that show that they're afraid of hell. Either that's, I'm going to gonna go love on my neighbor because I'm afraid of going to hell. Mm. And the text is, I, want, I would love for people to walk away with this text and say, loving, knowing that God loves you should make you not afraid of hell anymore. It yeah. should make you not afraid of death. You are a victor mm. over it. Uh, mm. Paul said, um, to live as Christ, to die is gain. I mean, how often do we think of death as a gain? Because for almost for people, death is either a gain or a loss. It's one or the other, right? <laughs> right. Um, and if you think it's a loss, that that will invoke fear. But because he sent a son, our we should have a confidence of death. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's specifically what he's talking about. And then especially Jesus' second coming, um, yeah. when he comes on that final day in glory, like are you going to be afraid? Or are you going to be stoked? <laughs> Am I going to feel like it's a parent right. who told me to clean my room and then I didn't, and they came home and I'm terrified? Or is it going to be like, man? There's my old friend Jesus. I've been waiting for him. I'm so mm-hmm. excited. Yeah. Um, that. And then I think a, a second takeaway would be a little bit more application based, and just say, man, how do we go forward in our days finding our source being love as a post our source being fear? Mm.
0: Very powerful. It's very good. Uh, I, that's a first for GPS. Ooh. Two two big oh, ideas. Oh, I'm so sorry. Wow. No, but that was good. <laughs> that was your. That was like your intro, man. Yeah, you 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 came on stage and you rocked it <laughs> the first scary, time.
1: The scary part is I think I could have a third big idea, but <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, um, well, save that for the next. I episode. will, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. Um, so, uh, and what's an interaction you had this week that really, really touched your heart? Oh,
1: I've had a few, but one that really stands out is um, there. There's uh, a gentleman that goes to our church named Charlie. Mm. And we love Charlie. Charlie, oh, yeah. Charlie's the best. He's and awesome. um, he's just I, cool. I'm in a book he's study. I'm, I'm leading a book study that um, a couple of people at the church are in, and mm-hmm. it's it's with the book, um, "The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry," by mm. John Mark Comer. And it's just it's just the idea of how do you, we live in a society where we're constantly hurrying, and hurrying takes us away from God. That's yeah. that's the big idea. Mm-hmm. And so I was standing next to Charlie this most recent Sunday, and as I'm standing next to him, I get a notification on my phone that says that. I have been on my phone on an average of five hours a day, and that's seventeen percent down from the week before. Oh, and I, I just felt—I mean, I'm reading this book. I feel convicted, right? I'm feeling mm-hmm. like, man, I—and I don't have social media, right? I have right. no Twitter or Instagram. Oh, where, wow, where nice. am I putting this time? Where? And so I showed that to Charlie, and Charlie, Charlie was really encouraging and nice about it. And then um, right before the service starts, we're in, we're in rehearsal, and Charlie walks up to me and says, "Hey, man, like." Why don't you not touch your phone for the rest of the service? And I'm like, I just told him about this. Like, okay. And he goes, yeah, I'd encourage you just for the rest of the service. Don't touch your phone. And so I didn't touch my phone for the rest of the service. And I walked away and I said, God, thank you for a friend like Charlie. Yeah.
0: Thank Charlie's you. Charlie's a great guy. I we 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 took him to dinner one time, Cheesecake Factory, like right before all this stuff happened, and we just had a blast. Like Charlie mm-hmm. is just a blast. He's the best. That's yeah, for sure. Shout out to Charlie.
1: Yeah. So I got I got I immediately confessed something and I immediately got encouragement from a friend, yeah. and I didn't look at my phone for that and it felt very good.
0: Nice, man. That's that's a good that's a good ending, though. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Austin. Thank you. Thanks again for joining us today on GPS. You've heard from us, now we want to hear from you. Reach out to us on Instagram at Glendale Post Sermon, and you can connect with Glendale Church at Glendale Church of Christ. You can find me on Instagram at Canva Voice. Our website is www.glendale.church, where you can get more info about us, including location, hours, or if you just want to connect with someone. Thanks again for listening to Glendale Post Sermon. We'll see you next time.